Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that everyone is born with psychic abilities? It's just a matter of knowing how to tap into it. Wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that can help? This is the Psychic Inside Show. Joel the Vibrarian on a higher frequency is on a mission to elevate, enlighten, and empower. We're all born with gifts and abilities, but not all of us recognize or accept them. Hear from people who've opened up to the psychic inside. You'll hear their fascinating stories, and we'll take a peek behind the veil, plus psychic readings and more. Our phone line is open. Dial 646-787-8436. That's 646-787-8436. This is the Psychic Inside Show. And now your host, Joel the Vibrarian. Hello and welcome. My name is Joel and I am so excited to be here for this conversation. I am having the most amazing time here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. The Psychic Insight Show is my opportunity to talk to amazing people who have come here to share their story about how they've discovered their unique gift and abilities. And I can tell you what, I will never get tired of being able to have conversations, and I've met so many amazing people over the years. Now, the Psychic Inside Show, you can listen live, and of course, our phone line is 646-787-8436. If you have a question and you would like to ask a question about the, the guest life, then please call, and you can press the pound or hashtag one key, and that lets me know you want to come the air. Some weeks we do have psychic readings at the end of the interview, and we will not be having that portion this evening, but stay tuned because future guests might have that opportunity. Also, the replays of this show, you may be catching me out on iTunes or Audible out in any of the podcast directories. We are glad that you are tuned in for these episodes. So, you know, uh, I'm always meeting interesting people, and I know that regular listeners to the show have heard me mention on many occasions Gloria Parker's big psychic fair up at the Blue Barn in Roswell, Georgia. Now, this fair has been going on for almost 30 years now, and a lot of people have come through the doors there as clients, as readers providing services. And my guest this evening, I have been seeing quite a long time up at the Blue Barn, but I've never actually had an opportunity to sit down and have an honest conversation. So tonight, I'm very, very excited to welcome my guest, Letitia Rogers. Now, I have to say, is it Letitia or Letitia? Because I'm always just saying hey to you and never like, <laughs> never first name when we <laughs> encountered each other at the barn. So pardon me. <laughs> it's Letitia. You got okay. it. I mean, I've seen you a long time, just always quietly with a consistent flow of people sitting down with you for guidance and advice up at the Blue Barn. So how long have you been reading a professionally, if not just at Gloria's, but just in general? I've been reading professionally for about three years now. 
Okay. And just the last year at the Blue Barn. Okay, yes. I mean, I, you're always, like, out on the edge, you know, towards, like, the perimeter where it's a little less traveled. So it's not as easy to swing by <laughs> in between. And I think you stay pretty busy up there as well. <laughs> so um, in terms of your particular gifts, do you use the term psychic to describe yourself? It's funny. I do not. I just say that I am a unique um, individual who is here to shine a light. Like I'm a metaphysical cheerleader. So I'm here to cheer you on your path. Mm -hmm. So how did you, the concept of the cheerleading and the blend of the metaphysics, what did that arise out of for you in terms of your own particular awareness I always kind of had that um, space where people come to me and just start to open up and I found myself getting excited when people would tell me their stories tell me their triumphs or if they um, would face adversities and I would just be like you can do this you know giving that Mm -hmm. inspiration and it comes off and I would be happy because they made it Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's like a cheerleader, like you're cheering for the team, you're cheering for the people and making sure, you know, they're making it and cheering them on. And that made me so happy and filled me up with so much joy that I was like, ah, that's who mm-hmm. I am. And so your uh, business name is what Stay Fly Coaching. Did that come out of that energy? Yes. So for a long time, um, it took me a minute to kind of love myself first. And mm-hmm. so one day on my vision board, I had the word fly, and I was always encouraging everybody else. But I said, you know what? You need to forever love yourself first. Mm-hmm. And forever loving yourself, it's a ever-evolving journey. Like sometimes we fall in and out of love of ourselves, but we should always love ourselves first. So that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. I can see how that, I mean, we hear the term life coach, right? And then mm-hmm. we hear the sporting use of coaching, right? Which is yeah. like you're kind of in the intersection with being the cheerleader and the, and the exercise reminder, like all those things that you would see like a Venus or Serena with the coach in their ear, Tiger, you know what I'm saying? Your your swing coach. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And so the prior to this just kind of what we're we talking about, like maybe three years ago, three to five years ago then? Mm-hmm. Yes. Were you in like more traditional workforce or – a vocation prior to the emergence of this? Yes. So I was in the um, traditional workforce um, and just kind of using, learning the cards and everything as a hobby, Um, Mm -hmm. not really seeing it go no further than that. Um, I was working um, at the Veterans Hospital um, doing audiology technician work. And so just doing this as a hobby, and then actually I came to the Blue Bar and I got a reading from you 
um, when you were there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this lady looks so cool. So sat out, and you even told me I should be doing this, and I was like, no, I don't know if I should be doing this. And he's like, I think you should. (laughs) That's the same thing they did to me. (laughs) That's why I love it up there, because it is such a great uh, welcoming it's like where you recognize the energy in people when you encounter that kind of awareness. That's so yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, the years later, part, it came true. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, that's how it is, though, right? Uh, and that yes. the fact that you coached yourself, like forever loving yourself, like that is so important because I think a lot of people have to learn what loving oneself healthily looks like, you know, and I think there's a consciousness that you're, that you're here to serve. It's just right on time. Right. But through the active embodiment of actually having to learn to love yourself so much that you stepped into this full time departing from tradition, you know what I'm saying? Like moving uh-huh. into service in a new way. So yeah. that's got to be very inspiring for your clients to be able to see the proof of the pudding. <laughs> yes, exactly. And seeing that what they already have is already inside of them. It just needs to be woken up. Yes, yes. So that's, um, I'm just excited. Because the energy of the even that cheerleading is a certain kind of energetic infusion to what would draw people to work with you. When you have like a typical client, then do you have a series of appointments with them? Or like what does a relationship look like with you for a person who's decided that they need this? cheerleading in their life? It's up to them. I leave it open. Um, We have our first initial session, and we talk about um, what goals, what things they want to accomplish, what um, things, blockages they want removed, Um, and then we go from there. It can go from a package deal of four sessions included, or we can do, you know, each additional pay for each session. Um, at their own convenience um, because I try to keep it as flexible and as available to all who need the services. And you, I mean, you're like a, a so you're a Reiki practitioner. Um, yeah. You're into numerology and, of course, the metaphysical aspect. You bring all of that dynamic into the coaching or is, are those kind of separate or is it uh, part, just part of how you serve? It's all part of how I serve. I put it all in because it's a part um, mm-hmm. from the numbers of your birthday, your name, and then looking at your astrological chart, it helps to paint and guide a better picture of who you are and how I can better point you down the right path and help you with any obstacles. So the typical person who approaches you, do they already 
have an idea about metaphysics or are they introduced to it through the coaching dynamic or or what would you say the exposure is to people who that's kind of a new word for some people metaphysics you know but for others yeah. it's it's old hat so how's your clientele kind of following that spectrum for the most part, most of my clientele has um, had some form of being in the, they call it the woo-woo. They've been in that <laughs> woo-woo industry. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they have an idea of what the metaphysical is all about. Um, I've had only maybe one or two who didn't and was just curious, and that's just where I explain um, what I do, what each service is, and how it combines into a session and okay. you know if they're uncomfortable with it i'm fine to leave that part out and just right so your awareness of the metaphysics or numerology the astrology was that also part of like you kind of had a lifetime curiosity about the subjects or was it a purposeful development at a certain point of your journey? It was a lifetime interest. Um, mm-hmm. And it really sparked learning the tarot and seeing how it all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And it was like learning that and then like, okay, what really does being a Sagittarius really mean? And, because I'm a Sag, I'm like, okay, I'm always <laughs> learning. I love discovering new things and diving mm-hmm. deep into it. And so one door opened another one, and that's when numerology is the latest thing um, that I'm getting into and really honing in on and just finding that mesh that it's all interwoven, and that just excites me. Mm-hmm. Well, that is such a Sagittarian thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> that mix, that perfect mix. One of my uh, good friends is a Sagittarius, and she has a tattoo in Ankaro Imperatu, and yet I am still learning. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I like that. Yeah, right. I think it's Socrates or Plato or something. <laughs> but yeah, so that's interesting. You said your uh, your acquisition of awareness. I'm very much aligned with that. Um, the me- the whole aspect of know thyself and metaphysics, all of that is just there's so many wells that you could dive down into to really view and work with yourself. And that is what I think is so healing. That's why I think it's great that you kind of blend each of these things into, you know, because a coach doesn't just coach a swing. They they coach the total athlete, right? Mind, body, spirit, if they're a good coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's all yeah. about active, you know, listening to how you say things, how you word things, how you speak about yourself. That's a big part as well, and just trying to um, mirror that back and give that back to you so you can see how you sound to yourself. Mm. That conversation to ourself, Ooh, that's yeah. very revealing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 
It can take you down a dark rabbit hole or it can take you down a light-filled rabbit hole, but Mm -hmm. it will take you somewhere. Mm -hmm. Now, the coping through adversity, do many of your, are, are your clients typically in crisis or are they just kind of in ongoing development or a little of both? Most are ongoing development, but some Uh are a little bit crisis. Um, And it's more so I find more like a panic, um, not being able to really see what's going on. As they say, if it was a snake, it'll bite you. And just being stressful, um, high anxiety, a lot of high anxiety. Mm hmm yeah, that, and a lot of it is because of that inner conversation that we're having, that once we reframe things and we're not so harsh on ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. so much of it is self-directed that's not loving. <laughs> so yes. that uh, stay forever loving yourself, right? I can see that it's a constant reminder that's very very useful. <laughs> yes. Because at first I was thinking to first love yourself, but I was like, no, you need to forever love yourself because you fall out of love and that's okay. The aspects of your awareness, like the tarot and the metaphysics, would you say that you have are you, or are using any of your clear senses, your clairvoyance and all of that? Yes. Um, a clear cognizant, like a clear knowing, um, that comes up a lot. And I hear a lot of different songs sometimes, and, and that plays a part. And I've learned over the years to just, say what I see and say mm-hmm. what I hear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because a lot of times I'll get in my head like, what does that mean? But that doesn't <laughs> make sense. It's like, it's not for me. It's for them. So just to say what I see and say what I hear and know it has played a huge part. Yes. So I was just thinking as you said that about the, to be a coach, you need to be able to be coached. Yes. And being able to listen to the voice or the guidance or trust is part of our learning to receive coaching differently than what we might be used to. Right? So, <laughs> you, you know, there's been times in my life when I haven't really been in a coachable place on certain things. I've been very resistant to moving through whatever the challenge was, you know, and that was part of my process too. But recognizing that I really wasn't coachable in that moment was also like a big win. Exactly. <laughs> Cause why engage if I'm not really ready to like be coaxed and moved and motivated in a positive way through a situation like it's really a voluntary yes. kind of relationship to be in, right? Yes, it is. And then if right. you're not in that space, 
that's when I say, okay, that's fine. I'm here when you need me. When you are in that space, come on back. But I'm not here to force you or get you in because if you force it, it's just going to push you further away. Yes. Yes. And I think our higher guidance is very much in that framework. Spirit doesn't want to force us into any dynamic of growth. (laughs) Right? Yes. Now, Before I veer too far, you do have a YouTube channel where you have shared readings and guidance, right? Yes. So I I just subscribed. So, um, and then on your Instagram, you do some readings and little high vibrational posts as well at uh, Stay Fly Coaching. Yes. Stay Fly Tarot on YouTube and Stay Fly Coaching. And that's in the show notes as well, everybody. Yes. I do um, post cards of the day, um, certain videos, messages, whatever I see, whatever comes to mind for me, I just go ahead and put it out there. Because if Mm -hmm. it's coming to me, then it must be for me and everybody (laughs) else. (laughs) I bet that keeps you uh, active <laughs> as <Yes>. well. <laughs> Definitely and does. In terms of, are you? Do you have any formal teaching or workshops that you're offering to people? Not yet. Um, I'm working on a intro to astrology, intro to numerology, kind of basic book. Mm-hmm. So an ebook. So I've been sitting there focusing on that and trying to put that together. So that should be available. I'm giving myself to the end of July to put that mm-hmm. out and have that available. Okay. And do you have any, like what's on your personal horizon in terms of topics or uh, modalities that you're you're looking at? studying or or integrating? The newest one is cardology. So Mm -hmm. utilizing um, the playing cards and knowing that there's a certain playing card that goes with your actual birthday and pulling up Mm -hmm. a chart that way using the card. So that's something, that's the next thing that I'm learning. I've ordered books and I'm ready to jump in and dive into that. So that's the next biggest thing that I'm doing. I will recommend to you, I'm looking at it right now, this book called Past Life Tarot. And it is an in-depth understanding of how to chart everything down to the latitude and longitude of where a person was born and then what they experienced. I mean, it's very intricate, let me just say. I haven't even scratched anything but the superficial surface, but it's like layouts for doing past life readings and to be able to talk about the issues that the individual encountered 
their their story, their family life, their career, all of that through specific tarot card representations. So I think you might find that interesting. I'll have to share the uh, Path Life Tarot by Sarah Paul. I'll have to send that to you as a reference. Thank you. My mind is already going. <laughs> I know. I love, you know, and I do tell people all the time that tarot is different from oracle card divination in that the, the fundamentals of archetypes and numerology, astrology, symbology is so layered in tarot as a tool that it's really for people who can put some time into learning the various aspects of it. Whereas with oracle card, you can pretty much like look at the book that's provided and begin to have a conversation right away. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I love that uh, you are also, you know, a fan of tarot <laughs> as a tool. Yes. I yes, think my, that, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was thinking about the educational opportunity, you know, to be able to coach people through uh, their basic fundamentals, you know. That is a lot. Thank you. <laughs> I welcome I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when I, the coaching is just such a perfect thing, you know. Um, I'm a sports-adjacent person, not athletic myself, but I know a lot of people who were, you know, and so – that basic teaching you how to dribble and teaching you. A lot of people don't know when they're first awakening. They might know their horoscope. Like we all start at that level. Like I read Cosmo or I read the, you know, back at Essence. And then we begin to look further and more materials come to our awareness, especially in the internet age. So next thing you know, you're like realizing so many more layers in astrology in and of itself, you know, so the fact that you've undertaken that and can be a bridge for others, it can be very intimidating, you know? Yes, it can because it's so much, so many decks, so many rules, unspoken rules that people think they need to follow, uh, mm-hmm. especially the one of buying your first deck or do you buy it or do you receive it as a gift? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. So many superstitions. Did you uh, have any preconceived judgments about tarot cards at first before you owned your first deck? I I did. Um, I bought my first right away deck. I looked at it, and then I said, I don't think this is for me. Mm-hmm. And I put it away. And I've gotten readings over the years, and I'm just like, I don't think it's that card and the mm-hmm. devil card. You're like, ooh, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do it. Until one day I was just like, you know what, let me read, let me get a different deck and learn that way. I think I got the um, beginner tarot with the book and the tarot mm-hmm. cards, and once I started looking at that, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's not that bad. It really right. isn't that mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Now, what about in, like, your family or friend reality? Did your shift into metaphysics and 
things like this? Uh, how was that received? It was actually received um, pretty well. Um, my mother, growing up, she was always into, she had this book, this magazine of crystals. And mm-hmm. I remember her ordering a crystal wand, and we couldn't play with it, but she would let me hold it. Mm. So I didn't know what that meant. I was just young. I just knew it was a cool mm-hmm. wand, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. But she knew what it meant for her. Mm-hmm. And so we've always kind of been surrounded with it, but nobody has ever really dived into it like I have. Okay. So it wasn't any resistance, though. No. That's good. It was more like that's... what took you so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You know, I definitely, I think, had the whole fear teaching around tarot. Uh, you know, it probably took a few coaxings from some of my goth high school friends or something to, you know, because I think it was always with the Ouija board people, you know, so I was always like, mm-hmm. oh, well. But uh, I think later after college, and uh, and I think coming to the Blue Barn and before really YouTube era of seeing readings uh, helped kind of like me get over my that's the tool of the devil kind of teaching because I think that's what I I learned not through any direct messaging but certainly uh, indirectly you know as a scary tool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I do get a lot of people who, you know, they draw back like, I, I don't know, when you pull out a card deck, they're like, I, I, I. there's a little hesitancy, I think, in some parts still, which is fine, you know, everybody's yeah. in their own mode. I know some people who say astrology, you know, they're not really in for astrology, but I, in that whole know yourself kind of transaction, it does give an interesting perspective to look at personality and life experiences, for sure. That door. And it's almost like you got to ease people in as well and, and give them a moment and just say, okay, well, let me look at your moon sign and let me just talk to you about what I think, you know, how you handle emotions and just telling them some things about them that they're like, how did you know that? Mm-hmm. I feel like that eases people in. Right. Well, and then to have it not be a scary experience, you know, I think, or it doesn't even have to be scary. I can remember many kind of negative coaching you know, like the personal trainer at the gym, at, once you sign up for a membership, it calls you and kind of tries to bully you into your, showing up for your appointments and mm-hmm. the coach who screams at you on the field, you know, as a team and that, those kind of negative things. I think people have also maybe had bad experiences that, yeah you know, maybe make them hesitant to reach out because of that critical voice, right? Because so many of us have that constant critical voice happening already in how we're coaching ourselves. 
So we think that that external reality is going to reflect our inner coaching conversation. And you're here to, you know, insert a shift in perspective for a person. Um, So I'm just really excited to understand more about, you know, as I looked into your presence and stuff leading up to the show, and there's so much more than what I realized just from our casual interactions, which goes to show you never know what people really have going on and are offering to the rest of the world to uplift. So I'm really excited to have had you on the show this evening. Yes, I'm so happy to be here and just get out there that Everybody always says it's all, it's not all love and light. It's just, this is the real, this is the reality. You need the light and the dark. You need both sides to coexist. And if you're going through, you know, that dark time, you still need a little lightning bug of light to kind of get through and guide. And it's not, you know, it's going to be scary, but as long as you have, you know, someone's hand or someone you can talk to, um, mm-hmm. it helps it brighten up. Mm-hmm. Do you work with any youth or younger clients? Do not. I ha- I work with um, some of my daughter has uh, asked some of her friends. They've come over and confided with me, but that is about as young as I get, and they're not really young. They're young adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know where that was coming from, but (laughs) (laughs) something to continue to ask. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, because part of it is that there is a younger generation of people that are engaging in the new conversations more rapidly than, like, my generation in the early 50s, right? So they've yeah. got co-stars on their phone, and they're looking at their astrology and Mercury retrograde. And I didn't know what Mercury retrograde was until I was like in my late thirties, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I can't say I really understood about it until like the last eight or nine years. So you know, it's uh, they're already operating with a conversational context that I didn't grow up with numerology apps and you know <laughs> you see it everywhere that the there yeah. are TikTok, right? Metaphysical TikTok is are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok. Oh okay. I'm not as active but I am on TikTok. <laughs> okay. I'm not at all so I have no <laughs> it's too much for me. <laughs> But there's a whole conversation of young folks who are talking at a level that is really admirable, like, you know, so. <laughs> yes. And that, now, you know, I'm open to it. Right. Wherever it's happening, right, wherever the conversation is mm-hmm. happening. Um, on In terms of your, I, I've invited and I would like to, if you are available tomorrow on Wednesday, the 19th of April, for a YouTube Live. Um, I've got In the Cards with the Vibrarian. It's my weekly kind of card, all things cards. 
And I'm going to be reading about the eclipse energies, the solar eclipse energies, and draw some cards for the folks who are in the chat room and have a conversation from higher guidance. So if you're free, I would love to join. I would love for you to join me (laughs) and draw some cards and bring in some guidance as well. Yes. Awesome. Well, I will... (laughs) I will get you the information offline after our interview this evening. And those of you who are listening, if you are not catching us in real time, both this interview and that will be on the Vibrary YouTube channel. So that'll be fun to read together. And with your knowledge of the astrology of the moment with this Aries uh, solar Double eclipse, I'm sure it will be a very enlightening conversation. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> be very well, fun. You know, I'm just so excited to be able to put you in my resource database of people who uh, uh, can act as that coach, that cheerleader. I'm sure that I'll have plenty of people to come through my awareness to be able to refer to you because that's how it tends to work. And I'm super excited to be able to say, yes, I know someone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely another way to, you know, get myself out there with, you know, word of mouth and just, just helping. Isn't it nice how the client referral goes from one to the next because Generally, they see an improvement in a person's life and they're like, where'd you get that sauce? What's your secret, right? Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, I've been working with this coach. Oh, what kind of coaching? I've never heard of that. Whatever it is, you're sure, you sure are different, right? That's mm-hmm. exactly. the best kind of uh, client connection to have. Yes, I am excited to be a part of that and just, you know, reach a different, even audience that I didn't even think I would reach, you know. Right. We we never know, though, who is observing us and learning from our, uh, you know, our journey. Sometimes we can see direct acknowledgement. Other times it's the person we don't even know that watched us turn our life 180 degrees around that never – we're not meant to see it, but our energy, it definitely was part of their experience, too. So I'm very just honored that you were here. Now, your email address for people to get in touch with you, is that also a good way? Yes, it's safelifecoaching at gmail.com. All right. Well, I thank you, and I look forward to connecting with you tomorrow. Um, for the in the cards, and will you be at the Big Blue Barn on the first of the month for May? I will be at a women's uh, retreat in May, but I will be there in June. Oh, okay, excellent. I, and are, so, I, not to be overly nosy, but are you a no. presenter as part of the retreat, or are you just attending the retreat? And if, I am. Mm-hmm. You're presenting? No, I am attending. I okay. presented, uh, I think, a couple years ago, um, but I am just uh, attending this time. 
Okay, but you are available for retreats and group facilitating? Yes. Okay, that's what I really wanted to find out. Like, so do you do retreats? Okay, so uh, like forever loving yourself, the retreat module for anybody listening. (laughs) So, (laughs) well, uh, wonderful. So everyone, uh, thank you for tuning in this evening. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I will definitely connect people with you to the best degree that I have possible. And look forward to connecting with you tomorrow. To everyone here, uh, next week we are on hiatus, I think for the next two weeks, actually. And we'll be back again in early May with a lineup of more guests. We've got people on the schedule all the way into June. So it's a great time. And I know that the stories that you share here, your willingness, will help somebody who may not realize that they could do something and now they are able to see what it looks like because of your sharing here. So thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to have the opportunity to do so. I truly appreciate this. Amazing. Well, each of you have a wonderful week and I trust that you will just receive so many blessings that It will overflow to you and bless the world around you. Delight in me, honest delight in you. Namaste. Namaste. You've been listening to the Psychic Inside Show with Joelle the Vibrarian. If it's in the psychic realm, it's our passion. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Vibrarian and on YouTube at The Vibrary. The show airs on Tuesdays at 8 Eastern on The Vibrary Radio Network. See you next week on The Psychic Inside Show.